Hello, and welcome to the first birth story episode of Beauty of Birth podcast. I'm your host, Marian Pennings, and I'm here with Leah Verbinen. Hi. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so before we jump into your birth story, I just wanted to ask you to tell, tell like, a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, okay. So, I am married to Jonathan Verbinen, and, um, I was working as an RPN at Shalom Manor. Um, we live in Camden, and it's five minutes away from my parents. My husband is working at a school right now, and we enjoy sports and hiking, and yeah, that's about it. Nice. Could you tell, like, a little bit about your pregnancy and, like, when you wanted kids and... Okay. Um, you know, that type of thing. I think I, soon after we got married, wanted kids. Um, but Jonathan was in school. I was working, so I was kind of um, the breadwinner, I guess you could say. Um, but I guess I I have PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it is not easy for us to get pregnant. I don't ovulate regularly I so I had to go see the doctor um Dr. Bay. he's an OB and gynecologist so I went to see him and um got blood work done and whatnot and then he started me on um Clomid and then I also had to take progesterone so we did that we had to I had to take this progesterone pill for 10 days and then um, it would induce a period and then I would have to take the Clomid from days 5 to 9 of my cycle. Um, So I did that two months. Uh, Both times didn't work. I had to get blood work done and meet with the doctor after. So neither times I I did not ovulate. And then the third time we went to the doctor and again he said that it didn't look like I had ovulated. But then... um, Maybe a couple... I was going to start the progesterone again, so I maybe started for a couple days. And then it was a Sunday morning, and I wasn't really feeling good, so I had I'd called in sick to work the night before, because I work night shifts. And then the next morning, I just thought, like, oh, I'll just try a pregnancy test. Not really thinking. Like, it's not like I really felt like I had pregnancy symptoms or anything. I just didn't feel good, and I just thought I would try it. Right. And... Uh, to my surprise, it was positive, and so right away I'm like, "What does this mean?" Like the doctor told me that didn't look like I'd ovulated, and so I just, you know, I did not want to jump to any conclusions. So Jonathan was at church, so I was trying to call him, like, "Okay, John, get home right now," and I ended up also trying to get a hold of my mom because I was like, "Well, you know, she's a nurse, maybe she knows something about this. I don't know." So then mm-hmm. Jonathan came home. I showed him. He was shocked too. And then later my mom came. I had tried two pregnancy tests just to make sure, and both were positive. And she said, you know what, um, maybe don't take the progesterone anymore and just call your doctor the next day. So it's it was a lot of emotions because it was like, is this even real? Like, could this be a false positive? Like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? You know, it, it felt like it would be cruel if it wasn't real, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Then I called the doctor the next day, and they're like, yep, no, if you have a positive, then, yeah, come get your blood work done, and so, yeah, it was real. It was a 
crazy. Yeah, just so surreal. Did not, did not uh, expect that, you know, just a little miracle, that really. Is. So, yeah, that was the start. Anything else I should say? <laughs> um, can you just tell us about your pregnancy? Sure, yeah. How your pregnancy was? Um, wasn't too bad. I don't think I really started to feel the morning sickness till maybe eight or ten weeks. Um, I work night shifts, so I think I first felt it in the morning around six, which was tough because I was pretty busy around then, so I had to start remembering to eat something before I got really busy giving meds and whatnot in the morning. And, um... I felt nauseous and I threw up a lot actually, surprisingly. I know Mm -hmm. some people end up just having nausea, but I threw up quite a bit. Um, So I did start taking something for that. I forget what it's called. Yes. Yes. I took that. Um, Yeah. And then it would even be, I think I was still feeling morning sickness to probably like week 20 or something. And it would kind of towards the end, it was kind of random, like we're eating one time and then right after dinner all of a sudden I just like came so fast and I just started throwing up so that was fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah um tired at the beginning usual things uh second trimester yeah it was pretty good third wasn't too bad either um obviously to the worst end you're getting tired again and whatnot mm. but overall I, I think it was fairly okay pregnancy Nice. Yeah. Um, I did actually have to get tested for gestational diabetes, and I did end up having that. I had to go for the second test, the two-hour test, and so then with that, I had to um, have phone meetings with St. Joe's Diabetic Clinic, um, and then I had to keep track of my blood sugars. So I had to take my blood sugars four times a day, so... Once right when I got up, and then after breakfast, lunch, and supper. So that was a lot, and I had to record everything I ate. So That's, yeah. That would be a lot to do that all the time. Yeah, it's definitely a pain, and um, then you're constantly thinking about what can I eat, you know, what is that sugar, and then it kind of scares you because they're like, oh, you don't want to have high numbers, like you need to have below this and whatnot, and I felt like every time I had a spike, it was like scary, like, oh no, am I going to harm my baby, like what does this mean, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But um, he ended up being fine. His blood sugars were a little low after birth, but yeah. So just dealing with that. Did you have a doctor or a midwife? Uh, I stayed with the doctor that I had been uh, meeting with before, so Dr. Um, And he's a good doctor, really, really nice guy. yeah, and especially with the gestational diabetes, I, I don't think I would have been able to have a midwife, so. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think, I'm not sure how that works, but I, I think usually if it, would that be considered high risk? Yes. Okay, yeah. then yeah, every time it's a high risk, midwives usually can't be involved with the taking care of you anymore, they, or they can be involved and like come to your birth, but they can't be the main right. person that you're with. Okay, well, let's just jump into your birth story then, so. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, so he came a full week early. So I was 39 weeks exactly the day he came. When was your due date? Uh, my due date was August 20. Okay. So he came on August 13. Um, 
the day before I'd kind of just accepted the fact that, you know, I'm an, I'm an impatient person. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, this baby can come any day. And then every night you're like, was that a contraction? And it's, no, it's just probably Braxton yeah. Hicks, you know. Um, so then that morning at 4.30, I woke up all of a sudden. And then as I'm in bed, I felt this gush. I was like, what the heck was that? So I went to the bathroom and was like, I think my water broke. <laughs> so then I'm trying to call my husband, Jonathan. And it took me about like three tries for him to finally be like, what, what? <laughs> And uh, then right away, it's, I think it was just unexpected that my water broke first. And it was like, we do go to the hospital, right? <laughs> so then we uh, quickly packed up everything and um, got in the car. And dumb me, I just put maybe just a pad in. Now, I, I guess I just assumed that my water breaking, that was it. But then as we're sitting in the car, <laughs> more gushing. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and then uh, we got to the hospital maybe a little bit after five or maybe it was five thirty, um and then we went up to the maternity floor and um at that, that point I had only been having just bad cramps I hadn't been having the contractions yet and then once we were in the hospital and I was on the bed um the contractions started and um the doctor finally came to see us around six thirty, and so um he checked and I was already four centimeters dilated. So I said, okay, you're having this baby today. So that was, <laughs> that was a relief. Um, and then they moved me to the, the birth room, the delivery room, maybe a little bit later. Um, my doctor was actually there that morning. Um, but he was gonna, he saw my name on the, the board there. And so he came in to see me. I'd actually been given, because of the gestational diabetes, I was high risk, so I had been given an induction date, which was supposed to be um, a date the day after my due date, so that was going to be the 21st. So I'd just seen him the day before, and we had set up the induction date, and so he came in, he saw my name on the board, and he came in the room, and he said, hey, I thought we <laughs> thought we had a deal that you're going to have the baby next week. He's, he's a really nice guy. So, um, it's like, yeah, sorry, you know, he decided to come, this baby wants to come early, so, um, but he wasn't going to be there that day, so I was going to end up having a different doctor. Um, yeah, so, we're in this nice, big room, St. Catherine's Hospital, it was a very nice hospital, um, we're on the fourth floor, so we have this beautiful view, mm-hmm. but obviously, I wasn't too interested in the view. <laughs> You're like, let me enjoy this view right now. <laughs> As the contractions were quite nasty. Um, Our nurse, we had a really good nurse. Um, So, yeah, she was with us through basically the whole time up until, yeah, like, for it all. Um, I, yeah, the pain was bad. And, you know, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, like, Jonathan will be there and I'll hold his hand and, like, he'll just be there for me. But it was like, I just didn't know what I wanted. You know, the pain's coming and it's like, I'm pushing him away, but then I kind of want him there. I didn't know what I wanted. (laughs) So it's probably pretty hard on Jonathan. And then the nurse is like, "Um, you know, you could have an epidural. Like, I'm not trying to force you or anything, but then you could actually enjoy the birth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have any concerns about it, like, I can just, you know, what, what is your concern about it? And I guess... I'd heard that it meant longer recovery and, you know, there's always, like, this fear something might go wrong. 
Right. Um, and she's like, you know what? That's not always true. And we've got a good uh, anesthesiologist. Um, so, like, I, I honestly will make your birth experience better. So it's up to you. And that point I was like sure okay let's let's do this let's get this epidural how long have you been laboring then um maybe three hours okay that you were having like painful contractions yeah two or... two three maybe it's okay. two hours two or three um and so they came to give me the epidural maybe um half an hour an hour after I talked to the nurse and agreed to do it um, so that, that point, yeah, he was pretty quick actually getting it in. And I was just like hoping that I wouldn't have a contraction Well, I had to be really still. <laughs> um, but yeah, it went in fine. Um, and then Jonathan had to leave when he came to put the epidural in. I guess they couldn't have that many people in the room. Um, so then I had the epidural in and just a few minutes later, yeah, just so much better. And then Jonathan came back. And I could actually, like, relax and talk to him. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the nurse is like, oh, wow, it's, it's like, night and day now. <laughs> so that was nice to, like, actually be able to talk to John and kind of enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, you still have some some pressure that you're feeling, but it wasn't near as bad. Um, and then I think it was probably around must have been nine something and the nurse said okay you know let's if you can wait let's try to wait two hours before you push so um yeah we waited for two hours till about 11 and then the nurse came back and was like all right we're gonna start pushing um and it is I guess yeah with an epidural it can be harder to feel the contractions and to know when to push so I still could tell when when I needed to push I think sometimes I was worried because it is a little bit harder to tell um, that I would miss it or something. And, you know, you just want to get this baby out. So, um, yeah, I would sometimes I'd be like, is it do I push now? Do I go now? (laughs) He's like, no, not yet. And then like, okay, not. I think I go now. And they're like, "Okay, (laughs) yep, go ahead. Um, It took a bit to it took about 55 minutes to get him out. the nurse thought it was funny because Jonathan, he he uh, was really involved. Like, um, he didn't mind watching, I guess, everything happening. <laughs> um, and then once he was crowning, then they called the the doctor in, and they had um, the pedi- a pediatrician or whatever come to to take care of um, Judah after. And so when he came out, Jonathan got to cut the cord and then say what the gender was. So that yeah, was cool. Yeah, because it was a surprise, right? Yeah, we didn't know what we were having. So then he said, it's a boy. And I think I was a little surprised. I think I kind of thought maybe we'd have a girl. But um, we had sweet little Judah. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, we had kind of settled on the name Judah. And then, you know, as we're as I'm in labor, all of a sudden Jonathan's like, I don't know about the name Judah. I'm like, are you what? serious? Like, we've had this name picked out. I'm like, are you kidding That's me right funny. now? What name do you have in mind? Because I don't know. What's his full name? Judah Hendrick Verbinen. Okay, nice. And how, how like, what was his weight when he was So, born? he was seven pounds when he was born. Um, and he was, I think, 19 and a half inches. 
Nice. Yeah. So I had lots of hair, um, which he's now already losing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was so crazy when they, they put him on my chest. It's like, that just happened, you know? Um, that so moment many, is so special. Yeah, so many emotions and just crazy, yeah, what your body goes through and everything, but um, definitely worth it. And then how was your, long were you at the hospital? Um, so just over 24 hours. He did have um, low blood sugar right after birth. So I tried to nurse him. Um, he he didn't, wasn't doing very well in it, and they were just worried about his blood sugar. So, you know, I only tried for like a few minutes, and then they're like, okay, we just need to get his blood sugars up. So they gave him some formula um, right away. And then we kind of had to, they had to just keep an eye on his sugars throughout the night too. So um, we had to keep giving him formula bottle every three mm-hmm. hours um, just to make sure his blood sugars were good. And then maybe at like two or so, they're like, okay, so they they seem good after every time. So they don't have to check anymore, which is nice. Um, yeah, he's he did pretty good. He's uh, He cried um, when he first came out. Um, but once he was on our chest, like on my chest, um, he, he settled and, um, he's not, he has never really been too fussy of a baby. So that's nice. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Did your whole labor and birth go according to what you thought it would be like? Or, um, was it what you kind of had planned? Yeah, I, I guess in my head, I was just thinking, like, you know, I'm not going to have an epidural, like, so many people do it naturally, you know. Um, my mom, she, I'm similar to her in a lot of ways, and um, so she tends to have, she had faster labors, um, and she never had an epidural. So I kind of just thought, you know, my sister did, my mom never did, um, I don't, I don't need to. But when it came down to it, you know what? Um, I did enjoy the birth better with an epidural. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe, Lord willing, if we have more kids than one of these times, I'll try it more uh, all natural. But yeah, I don't regret the epidural. No. And um, for the most part, I couldn't ask for, like, a better situation. I mean, he came what labor was like seven and a half hours yeah that's not very long yeah he came a whole week early which is like an amazing surprise I didn't have to get induced so and I mean other than the low blood sugars at birth he was healthy so what more can you ask for really yeah so okay could you tell us a little bit about your postpartum experience and breastfeeding yeah so definitely the first probably week and a half was was rough um, I think in my head I had thought um, because of the gestational diabetes maybe there'd be he'd have jaundice or we'd have to stay at the hospital more or something but I kind of just thought that I wouldn't have too much trouble with breastfeeding because my mom and my sister never did I don't know why I just assume you know um, they don't so I won't but um, it ended up being a lot harder um first week in a bit he um was fighting me he wouldn't latch on properly um it was very stressful because yeah you're going through so many emotions and then you know you expect to have this bond with your baby and that with breastfeeding and that it's 
And then when that doesn't happen, it just was, like, really hard. And, you know, it's like, maybe my baby doesn't like me. You know, maybe did I not do enough skin-to-skin with him? Like, why isn't he breastfeeding? He just fights me. Um, So that was really hard. And um, so I ended up having, like, we had a doula. And she kind of came over and talked to us and just helped us and took a look at Judah and suggested we go to a lactation consultant. So we went to one. Um, She wasn't super helpful. Um, I think we did at the beginning get different opinions from people about how long, how when to feed him. Um, Like we kind of felt at the beginning like, oh, should we be waking him up every two hours to feed him? And then that was stressful, right? Because he's not um, latching on and then... um, I kind of didn't want to have to give formula, but then I did a little bit. Um, But I did try to pump mostly uh, because he wasn't latching, so I pumped and then gave him a bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the first lactation consultant, not very helpful, other than the fact that they're like, you know, just wait for him to let you know when he's hungry. So Mm -hmm. that in that way, that was a weight off, less stressful. Um, So that helped. But then I was still, he's not latching, so I still have that issue. So then I... um, I talked to some friends, um, my sister-in-law and one of my friends who had gone to a lactation consultant in um, Burlington. And so I went to her and that was a lot better. So she had let me know, like, make sure that he's hungry when you come. um, And, you know, we're going to try to get him breastfeeding. So um, we went and... She gave us some tricks to use, some finger feeding to do with him, some exercises to uh, strengthen his tongue. Um, and also he just seemed like his jaw was really tight. So she gave, um, she, she also gave us a different um, nipple for the bottle, one that was longer so that he would have to work a little more to suck because we just had a bottle that my sister had given me and the nipple was short so it made it very easy for him to eat but then he's not strengthening and whatnot (coughs) excuse me and then um yeah then I went to so that was the first visit and then I went to her again maybe a week later and they gave me a little more exercises to try with him and then she suggested that I go to an osteopath and I have already been going to one so I went to the osteopath and then when um she did the little work up on him uh, his one of his vertebrae was out of place, his T3. So that would affect his turning his neck and like his jaw and everything. So she put the vertebrae back in place and you could just immediately see him kind of relax in her arms. So that must have been like bothering him a lot with breastfeeding. So that was such, that was so helpful because, you know, you're wondering what you're doing wrong and whatnot. And then, mm-hmm. like, once you realize that, it's like the poor guy was probably in pain mm-hmm. having to turn yeah. his head and whatnot. So that was such a relief. And he started to feed much better. I also have been using a nipple shield for him. Um, so we're still using that. Maybe eventually we'll wean him off that. But it's it's been going so much better now. And um, I still pump because my supply did go down a little bit. So I was pumping and I <laughs> sorry that's him if you hear yeah Judah Judah's making some noises <laughs> um 
So I still pump and uh, the lactation consultant suggested doing bottle feeding at night because um, it does take him quite a while. Um, so we're still doing that, but eventually he'll get there. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just so nice how far he's come. So yeah, thankful that's for that. Amazing. Did you say you also did, you were telling me about this finger thing, like with the... Oh, finger feeding. Um, so we had this little tube, um, and then we would attach it to this, there's a tube. Um, so we'd put it in this cylinder thing where it was some of my, um, breast milk that, breast milk that I pumped. And then Jonathan would attach the tube to his finger and then he would put it in his mouth and it would kind of just like try to get him to strengthen his suck. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain, but, um... Yeah, basically we do we did that for a bit. We just do it once in a while, Jonathan. And then it gives Jonathan a chance to kind of feed him too. So Yeah. It's kinda nice. How, how would you say your postpartum experience was besides the breastfeed feeding issues? Um yeah, I think it was okay. Yeah, like it was nice because Jonathan was um in between work so he had just finished uh job landscaping and then in a couple weeks he was going to start a job at the school so he had quite a bit of time off which was awesome because i feel like you just you need your partner through that the first couple i don't know i had jonathan was off for like a week and a half that i had him around which was amazing because yeah you really you really do need that support yeah and just yeah them taking care of you too and you um, or else you have to take care of the baby and yeah just seeing them bond together too was awesome and I think also we had like a lot of support which is awesome um, had my friends you know visiting bringing meals family bringing meals that that is such a big thing yeah and for sure. um, even just talking to one of my friends um, she had had her baby the year before and just talking even about how I was feeling and like because part of me felt like you know I wasn't bonded to him because he wasn't breastfeeding good and then I just feel like I'm just this machine trying to feed him and that was hard and so it was like I just felt like I wasn't connected to him and I felt ashamed because I'm like shouldn't I feel like this immediate love for my kid right and then um just that my friend um, she said, you know, like I had those same feelings. So like just knowing that and then that you're not alone in that, that feeling. And like, you still love your kid. It's just, you don't, it's just so life changing and everything, all the emotions that you're going through, right. With your body and the hormones. So just having someone else that knows what you're going through or had the same things was like so helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was really nice. What would be a one piece of advice that you'd give for moms, for new moms especially? Don't be so hard on yourself at the beginning because it's so much change that you're going through and things might not go as perfectly as you hope. Um, breastfeeding, I never realized, I hear from a lot of women now that there's always, um, that a lot of them have difficulty. Um so don't let that stress you out too much. Um, there's lactation consultants you can go to. Um, and just having the support, like, of your husband and your family is huge. I don't know, I guess 
those things. Remember to take care of yourself, too, because yeah. then you can better take care of your baby. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for sharing your birth story. Uh, yes. Where can people find you on Instagram? Ah, okay. Um, so my Instagram account is leahvb2314. Oh, no, 23, Leah VB 23. Uh, Leah Verbinen. Nice. If you want to follow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having and me. And being the first person. <laughs> the guinea pig. <laughs> thanks for listening, and we will see you next time with our next episode. Bye. Theme song brought to you by my husband, Joel Pennings, playing on the bass guitar, and myself playing the electric piano.